Mark continued, with an air of coining a brand new phrase. Nothing can alter that. Au revoir, darling. He kissed Rose in a businesslike manner and was gone. She sat still for a time, hugging to herself the knowledge of their feeling for each other. What had happened to all her scruples about leaving her father? She didn't even feel properly upset by her father's extraordinary behaviour. And when she realised this circumstance, she realised the extent of her enthralment. She stood in the French window of the drawing-room and looked across the valley to Nun's pardon. It was impossible to be anxious. Her whole being ached with happiness. It was now and for the first time that Rose understood the completeness of love. Time went by without her taking thought for it. The gong sounded for dinner, and at the same moment the telephone rang. She flew to it. Rose, Mark said, say at once that you love me, at once. I love you. And on your most sacred word of honour that you'll marry me. Say it, Rose. Promise it. Solemnly promise. I solemnly promise. Good, said Mark. I'll come back at nine. Do you know what's wrong? Yes, it's damn ticklish. Bless you, darling. Till nine. Till nine, Rose said, and in a state of enthrallment went into dinner. By eight o'clock, the evening depression had begun to settle over Commander Sice. At about five o'clock, when the sun was over the yardarm, he had a brandy and soda. This raised his spirits. With its successors, up to the third or fourth, they rose still farther. During this period he saw himself taking a job and making a howling success of it. From that emotional eminence he fell away with each succeeding dram, and it was during his decline that he usually took to archery. It had been in such a state of almost suicidal depression that he had suddenly shot an arrow over his coppice into Mr. Danbury Finn's bottom meadow and slain the mother of Thomasina Twitchett. Tonight the onset of depression was more than usually severe. Perhaps his encounter with the colonel, whom he liked, gave point to his own loneliness. Moreover, his married couple were on their annual holiday, and he had not been bothered to do anything about an evening meal. He found his arrow and limped back to the archery lawn. He no longer wanted to shoot. His gammy leg ached, but he thought he'd take a turn up the drive. When he arrived at the top, it was to discover Nurse Cattle seated by the roadside in gloomy contemplation of her bicycle— which stood upside down on its saddle and handlebars. "'Hello, Commander,' said Nurse Kettle. "'I've got a puncture.' "'Evening, really? Bore for you,' Sice shot out at her. "'I can't make up my great mind to push her the three miles to Chining, so I'm going to have a shot at running repairs. Pumping's no good,' said Nurse Kettle. She had opened a tool kit and was looking dubiously at its contents. Sice hung off and on, and watched her make a pass with a lever at her tyre. "'Not like that!' he shouted, when he could no longer endure it. "'Great grief! You'll get nowhere that fashion!' "'I believe you. And in any case, you'll want a bucket of water to find the puncture.' She looked helplessly at him. "'Here,' he mumbled. "'Give it here.' He righted the bicycle, and with a further completely inaudible remark, began to wheel it down his drive. Nurse Cattle gathered up her toolkit and followed. A look strangely compounded of compassion and amusement had settled on her face.
Commander Sice wheeled the bicycle into a gardener's shed, and without the slightest attempt at any further conversation, set about the removal of the tyre. Nurse Kettle hitched herself up on a bench and watched him. Presently she began to talk. I am obliged to you. I've had a bit of a day. Epidemic in the village, odd cases all over the place, and then this happens. There, aren't you neat-fingered? I looked in at Nun's pardon this evening, she continued. Lady Lacklander's got a toe, and Dr. Marks arranged for me to do the fomentations. Commander Sice made an inarticulate noise. If you ask me, the new baronet's feeling his responsibilities. Came in just as I was leaving, very bad colour and jumpy. Nurse Kettle gossiped cosily. She swung her short legs and interrupted herself from time to time to admire Sice's handiwork. Pity, she thought. Shaky hands. Alcoholic skin. Nice chap, too. Pity. He repaired the puncture and replaced the...